Good morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show. Here on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this marvelous Monday. Glad that you're with us. We open phone lines for you 312 332 ESPN 332 is our phone number. You can watch the show and all the shows on YouTube, youtube.com. Just go to ESPN Chicago, hit that subscribe button, and uh, check in with us on that, and as well as a podcast as well. For all the shows on ESPN Chicago, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. All of our shows here on via podcast for ESPN Chicago. Cap, there's a story that took place over the weekend. First saw on the Cranes Chicago business about the White Sox reportedly preparing to ask for $1 billion in public funding from the state to construct a new stadium at the 78 near the South Loop. According to Crane Chicago Business, $1 billion in public money to build their proposed new stadium. Yeah, I'm asking for a billion dollars, too. I want to construct a brand new homestead. I mean, I don't understand why professional sports owners continue to sell this narrative down the road that you build it will bring all these jobs and all this money to the economy and it's going to be just a great thing for the city. Time and time again, cities are like, yeah, we didn't get the revenue and the bounce back that we thought we were going to get. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a hotel tax that was used to help retire some of the bonds that were used to pay for the renovation of Soldier Field. Those are not all paid off, but some of that process is becoming available again. And so Jerry is in line. And if I owned a team, unless I had... $50 $50 billion to do it myself, I would do what he's doing. But as someone who doesn't own a team and never will, I find it a little offensive that you get the city to build you a stadium. Said stadium has to be completely renovated because you poorly designed said stadium and the upper deck was too steep. You yes. remember this. They're through HOK. Correct. Yep. And then I get the HOK guy on. I said, why didn't you guys design it like Camden Yards? You did that you go, because they wanted more skyboxes. We recommended no. They wanted more skyboxes, the city of Chicago and the ISFA, Illinois Sports Facilities Authority. Yeah. And then when they built it, it was too steep. People felt they were going to fall out of the upper deck. Yeah. All right, we better cut 15 rows off. Yeah, that was, that's how it was built when we first came, went in there. I went to the upper deck. I was like, wow, this is steep. Funny, HOK seems to specialize in that yeah. because you've been to the Nutter Center in Dayton. Mm-hmm. They had the same thing, the steep upper deck. It seemed like they specialized in the, the all, all the way to heaven. They didn't want that. Yeah. Uh, HOK. Oh, no, I understand. I said, but there's there's two buildings the old Comiskey Park or the new Comiskey Park and the Nutter Center in Dayton is kind of the same way. That It's way too steep. and But they did change it, though, Cap, after a while. They did. They modernized. It was just a, a blue elephant when they first built it. No charm. No history. Blue seats. No, just, just a b- blue elephant. That's what I called it when they first. I was like, this is nice, but there's no charm like the old Comiskey. No. Oh. And so, okay, we're going to get into the weeds on this just briefly. But I just want to say... I kind of think that Jerry Reinsdorf, it's not necessarily a thank you to White Sox fans. It's kind of like, all right, if we build this new stadium, here you go like, it, to the fans. Like, here's something new and something different. Now, here's the thing. You know, I'm a bottom line guy. You could build whatever you want. You could stay at the, at the ballpark that I still love, guaranteed rate. It, what I care about is the field. It's on the field. 
I don't care where they play. I want them to be a better baseball team. But ex- that's number one. But ex- agreed. Well said. But explain to me why they're going to get a second stadium built for them mm-hmm. at taxpayer expense. And Tom Ricketts paid a billion dollars to renovate his own stadium with his own money. And every time we want to put a sign up there, no, your landmark. No, we don't want that. It's going to block views. He owns it. It's a private stadium. He's not asking anyone to pay for anything. Correct. Correct. But yet for the White Sox. They want a second stadium in our lifetime. And at every turn, the Cubs get rebuffed. And they don't get any money. But that's okay, though, because on the other end of it, Cap, they're getting ROI. They are. The Cubs are. Yes, yes, they are. Because, no question. Because, because of the amount of revenue streams now at Wrigley Field. Remember, Wrigley Field was solid, and people would still pack the ballpark in the Harry era. But the point is, though, is that even today in 2024, they're going to be fine. They're, they're still going to have a lot of uh, concessions to sell. They'll still pack in that place, especially in the summer. So even though the Cubs might feel like they're getting screwed, they're getting money. White Sox, different story. The White Sox are built on, is the sun up today? How much walk-in are we getting as far as attendance and butts and seats and revenue from that standpoint? At least with the Cubs, it doesn't matter if it's rain or shine. We're going to see Wrigley Field. We're going to see the Cubs since they're playing in it. Beer is cold, sun is shining, we're going to have a good time. 120 game? Oh, absolutely, we'll be there. But the White Sox don't have that same luxury. I understand your point. Your point is, is well taken. But for Jerry Reinsdorf, if this goes through, this is him saying, I'm going to be checking out. Soon, here you go, Sox fans. Yeah, but that's like giving. That's like if uh, my wife gave me a thousand dollar watch as a gift and then told me it was on my credit card. Yeah, you know oh, what I no. mean. Like this is Jerry going. I need a billion dollars from the taxpayer funds to build this stadium as a gift for you. It's like the taxpayers are still paying off half the one on the south side. No, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah, but the one difference is this is a hotel tax. 2%. That you, as a Chicago resident, you and your wife, resident, you and your wife live in Chicago, you'll never pay it. Just because it doesn't affect me directly doesn't mean I don't have to be angry about it. Big problem in today's society. If it's not my problem, then why do I care? Well, it is a problem that the people who own these teams can't pay for their own effing stadiums. It's an issue. It's across the board. And again, Cap, for me, I know that there's going to be new stadiums that's going to be built again in my lifetime, whether it's the White Sox or someone else. And that's the price of poker. I might not like it. It should be privately funded. I shouldn't have to take a dollar out of my pocket for it. I get that. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I mean, it's my favorite team. I don't like the way it's run. But there might be a new, if there's a new stadium in place, of course I'm a White Sox fan. I'll be there. But my whole bottom line is is that the ball club, more times than not, in the Reinsdorf era, has not been good enough. It's been underwhelming. It's been underwater. And that's not good enough. For the hard-working men and women over there at 35th and Vec that work hard to try to put the White Sox on the map and give them great amenities and great food and a great experience, the ball club's lousy. Lousy. They lack behind. They're behind. They're down there with the A's. You're right. That's what. That's you are they, right. That's who 100%. they are. Nothing. And again, nothing against the people that work there because we know many of them. Cap. They're doing all they can. World class, top of the line uh, amenities and trying to work hard to allow the fans to have a great experience. But the ball club's lousy. That's that's what it is. It's unfortunate. Now, now here's the question though. How likely do you feel like this is going to happen? How likely is it that you think I the ballpark is going to get done? That's what all the 
experts in the know seem to be saying. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You're telling me Pritzker, Johnson are not going to push back at all? The state's in no position to fund multiple stadiums, the Bears and the White Sox? Well, let me just, let's just say this, that it's not like the White Sox. They can put out there like, oh, you know, Nashville is a possibility. Nashville is not a possibility. It's not. It's going to stay in the city. This is not like the Cubs, like the Sox are moving to Arlington Heights anytime soon. It's going to be in Chicago. Their lease is up soon. They have to make some kind of move. So all I'm saying is that I would rather not have to pay for it. But if I have to pay for it, I'm a Sox fan. What am I going to do? I don't like it. But what am I going to do? I get bitch about it on the radio every day. But it's going to happen. You know how business moves that way. Nothing I can do about it. He's running HB Dive. It's the same play they ran last time. Threaten to leave. Get the public money. Get the stadium. It's the exact same play. But if you're the city and the state, would you ra- and you can only fund one, you fund in the Sox or the Bears? It's the Bears. Well, I mean, I'm a Sox fan. I would say Okay, it's the Bears. hold on. 81 home games wow. versus eight. Doesn't 81 have way more impact in the community financially? Does it? <laughs> I mean, if you're in the South Blue, I would think you would draw better. Will it? Really? I don't know. Cap, don't do that. Don't do that. You are a Chicagoan like I am. You know what, what that is over there. It's based on whether or not the sun's up on a summer day. That's guaranteed rate. I'm talking about South Loop. If you build up the infrastructure around it with bars, or you have your own Wrigleyville. That takes time. No and, and question. By, by the way, that, that same idea of having your own Wrigleyville, that took time. Winning helped. The little ha- planet Harry. that you keep in your office upstairs. Yeah. Oh, we lost our office. Yes. Uh, it was a seed one day, and you have to water it. That's right. Now, now, remember, that same Wrigleyville concept was not there, was not really popular until Harry ca- came to the north side. That was a dangerous area to walk around in 82. It was. Jerry Morales literally played a game, showered, Walked out to his car and got mugged. I mean, yes. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Until more people came around, eighty four helped. Harry helped, but eighty four helped also. Yep. Like, oh, now it's the place to go. They're winning now. They're not the level of losers. I don't have to. Kind of like the Cubs. Now you can speak to this better than I can. The Cubs were not the draw late in Jet in, in Brickhouse's time. Seventy nine, eighty. My brother and I were vendors there for a long time. Yeah, going to school. Hoodie, they would gate off the upper deck. Mm-hmm. Chain it off. You couldn't go up there. Mm-hmm. Now you can't get a ticket. Right? Crazy. You can thank Harry for that. Now, again, we're talking about the White Sox. Okay, so you would think that people that are curious about something new would go and check it out. And I think that that is the case. People will be curious to see what a new White Sox ballpark, like, like the experience and all that. But as far as 81 games, 82 games a year, hmm? Are you going to fill team. it up 81 times? That's the question. Like, are you going to keep people coming 81 days out of the year? And then on the flip side, Bears might only get eight or nine home games, depending on the year, if they go to Europe or whatever. But you can also potentially get a college football playoff, potentially get a Super Bowl. You can have indoor concerts yeah. throughout the year. No you, it sounds stupid. You can have motocross. You can have monster truck rallies. You can have all these different things. That you can do there besides the Bears. It's yeah. a true multi-purpose venue. Will I keep my um, partial se- season ticket holder package on a new stadium? Yep, I will. 
because I'm a partial season ticket holder with uh, my cousins and friends. Yeah, I'll do that. But the thing about a new stadium is I like for it to be just like Wrigley in that. Do I get a comedy concert out of it? Do I get a music concert out of it? Do we get a college football game out of it? Because that thing lies dormant and when they turn the lights off in October. Nothing's happening over there. Nothing. They put the concerts after the games, and it's vanilla ice. Right. While the Cubs are getting Eddie Veteran Pearl Jam. Hey, I'm just saying. Right. It's dark over there in early October. Any events happen? No? All right. No bowl games? All right. Well, so long, everybody. Nothing. See you in April. Like, why is the Winter Classic for the Blackhawks at Wrigley again? Why aren't the White Sox available to do that? Cubs deserve it. Because they deserve it. Because they looked at that and said, oh, I can't, I can't uh, do things around Wrigley Field. Here's what I'll do. I'll have concerts. I'll have events. I'll have the Winter Classic. I'll put a Northwestern game in there. It'll be year-round. I mean, year-round both, of events. I, I don't know. Is Wrigley more suited for an event in the middle of the winter than the White Sox Stadium? I don't know the answer to that. I think they both are. It depends on what you want to put in there. The idea that all you put in there is baseball is nonsense. It should be more events. I mean, again, as a Southsider, it's convenient for me to just get on the L and just go and just go there for more than just baseball. But this is how it's designed. A new stadium cap, you are correct. You'll get the walk-up to just be interested. Oh, new stadium's here. Oh, let's take a look and just go inside. But ultimately, as you well know, it depends on with the White Sox if you're winning. That's what it, that, there's your difference between the Cubs and the White Sox in that regard. Look, we may not be around when they finally have it all built up. It could take forever to change a generation. But, man, if you have a Wrigleyville around there where you go to the ballpark, you go to dinner, you go to the bar, all of it. I'll be there. It becomes more of an attraction. Yep. Yep. But how much of an attraction? Right. Right? Even with the, with the Cubs, as we talked about, they had that Wrigleyville. They still had those same bars, more bars now, but back then, same bars, still same Cubs baseball, but they were losing, and it was not the best of neighborhoods, not protected well enough in that ward, as you remember. And now it's completely different. Comp- it's, it's, it's protected. There's hordes of fans that come in. The Iowa buses, people traveling, they say, oh, let's go to Chicago for the weekend to see the Cubs. Yep. Because it's like any other attraction that you'd find with the Chicago Cubs. Like you'd find anywhere in Chicago, I should say. And now what? Cubs are like the third most popular tourist attraction in Illinois. I get it. It's crazy. I get it. So your thoughts on Jerry Reinsdorf asking for a billion dollars in public money for a new stadium. If you're listening to the show and you want to jump in, if you never called before, call us. Tell us where we're right or where we're wrong. Am I crazy? As a White Sox fan, yeah, new stadium, sure. But what does that mean as far as the on-field product? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. There he is. It's Vanilla Ice performing at guaranteed rate again. And now it won't be canceled. Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Ice, ice, baby. Jay Hood, I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With you until 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 3. 
They'll be Tom Waddle and Courtney Cronin together from 3 to 6.30, right into Black and Abdallah at 6.30, and game night at 8 right here on your home for sports, ESPN 1000, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Your thoughts on Jerry Reinsdorf asking for a billion dollars with a B in public money for a new stadium, according to Crane Chicago Business. Cap, I'll, I'll be there. Of course, I'm a White Sox fan. It's the team that means the most to me as a Southsider in town. But I understand that having your hand out looking for public money, that sucks. But that's the price of poker. That's what it is. I can complain about it, but if it's going to be built, what can I do about it? So I have a friend who works over at Soldier Field, but he works with ISFA, the Illinois Sports Facilities Authority. He said the pipes at guaranteed rate have to be winterized when that stadium was built by the the state. He said it was not winter, they're not insulated, those pipes. You can't do it, a winter classic type event, because of the temperatures in the Chicago climate. Okay. Wrigley that, has those types of pipes. That's fine, but I like to go to guaranteed rate for other events yeah. besides just valid, the White Sox game. You make game. a valid point. Nothing wrong with that, right? I'm a South Sider. I'm a lifelong South Sider. So I like to have my amenities on the South Side. Yeah. Or I could go get on the L or make that short drive from South Shore to Bridgeport to be able to not only just see the White Sox, but to be able to see other things in a stadium that I spent a lot of time in. So That's are you, all. Are you telling me that there is no scenario, I know Shay is anti it, no scenario where this could be a positive thing for the community? Uh, which community? Uh, downtown? Yeah, for Chicago. For, for the 78? For... Yeah, with, with, um, with the land, because I keep hearing that this is a it, it's not like an additional tax on you as a Chicago resident. This is an existing tax that they will have the ability to redirect some of these funds from there to this project. And the plan is, I think Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, his company is involved in the land and that. This could be a very positive thing for the community. No shot. There's no economist in the country that believes that. I mean, every, I'm just asking. I'm not an economist. No, I know, but I'm just every time one of these stadiums gets built with public money, we see the stories years later that it's a disaster in getting any type of return to the city or to the public. It never adds up. Look in Detroit. And like that's where I came from. The Illiches built Little Caesars Arena. They were promising there will be condominiums and restaurants. It'll be a district. We'll have so many new jobs. All these great things. It'll return to the city. It's been close to a decade. Nothing is built around it. Still underwater. One person has an ROI attached to it. It's the owner of the team. Hmm. Yeah. So what about me as a taxpayer? Does anything go back in my pocket? Now my ROI is not financial. It would be for the ball club to win. And again, it doesn't have to be at a new stadium, the 78 cap. It could be a guaranteed rate. I just want the team to be better. That's right. A- it's just, I think, look, they do a great job marketing that Absolutely. product. The people, as you said earlier, work super hard in there. The food's really good. They do a really good job in a lot of things. No question. I think they may have pushed as hard as they can, and they went, we're never going to get this neighborhood to be like Wrigleyville. We need our own Wrigleyville. And that's why the 78 project is getting to the level that it is. Cap, you can, you can build it. 
but will they come? It's a great question. Right? You, you, they will, listen, there's, it's a two-team town. And the, the Cubs are, mark, are marketing geniuses. Actually, it started with Harry and Budweiser and WGN. Those three, actually, those three things, Cap. Those three things. GN TV, radio, uh, Harry, and a winning ball club at 84 got things started. The right direction. Because otherwise, it was just another franchise. It was. Before then, nothing against Jack Brickhouse. Nothing against the broadcast. It was always top-notch. But the ball club was lousy, as you well know. You were there. The ball club was lousy. But things turned around. From that, the boys of Zimmer in 89, and you just kept going from there. Now is the place to be because it's cool. Correct. What, what can the Sox do to be able to get that going? And again, the amenities would probably be as good or better in a new place. There would be, again, everything would be shiny and new, but nothing matters unless you start winning. Doesn't matter because you know the fan base of the White Sox are bottom line fan base. Yeah, to sustain it, you got to put a good product on the field. Fans didn't, you can understand 05. It was hard for fans to believe in 05 until September because it was a pop up. They didn't see it coming. They played good baseball, but it's like, is this the 90 Torborg team that's just going to be good but not great? And then all of a sudden, you turn to September, it's like, oh, God, even though they're losing, they're in a position to be able to win this thing. Because you remember, there wasn't the greatest September early in 05, if you recall. Correct. It kind of slipped a little bit. And all of a sudden, they picked it up, picked up steam, won the World Series. Ozzy did an amazing job pulling the nose up when it went from 15 and a half to one and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you got three million people coming in there next year in, uh, in 06. Correct. And then... See? Pop-up championship. Sustained success will keep that ballpark full. And that's it for any place around here, any team around here. Sustained oh, success. I agree. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Mike and Palos on Cap and Jay Hood. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Hoodie, Cap. Uh, great show. Yes, sir. Uh, Mikey, Mike. Yeah, hi. Um, love the, everything. Uh, say, listen, I read the entire thing in Cranes, and, um, you know, it is going to cost taxpayers money. Think about this. That in, this is like, a, I think, a real steep hill to climb. In 1989, they borrowed $150 million and created that uh, bond structure with a 40-year payback. Um, $150. Now they are, they're asking for 10 times that amount in a billion two. Okay. Interestingly, one of the things that says in the article is that part of this, the funds of the million, the billion two, would refinance the outstanding debt that was originally done in 1989. So it's like you know you're covering up for yesterday's sins. So get so think about this. They couldn't and they can't afford to pay the interest and stuff on the bonds. And that money in that article it says that the state and Chicago had an agreement with the IFAs and all the other different bond carriers that if that didn't happen the city and the state would end up covering the shortfall which is what they're doing so and then here's the other thing think about this. so they can't cover this right now and it says that in 19 or 2019 the hotel tax the two percent that uh, cap was referring to was 55 million then it fell during COVID to under 7 million which is a huge reduction you know, almost 10 almost 90 percent then it went back up last year in 2023 to 41 and and even at the 55 which was the number before COVID, it couldn't afford to pay the bonds so how in the heck could the stadium be anywhere near you know paying back 
a, on a billion two, and they want to kick that out another thirty some years from twenty thirty four. So I mean, you know, uh, you guys will be talking to my grandson, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I just right. think this is a number set up that is really not a good deal for anybody that's listening to the show, but it might be a really good deal if you own the White Sox. Who's that? Who's that number one pick that the Bears are going to get? What's his name? The quarterback. Oh, you're going to trick me. Uh, you want me to go with Khalib? Khalib. Khalib. Exactly. Hey, wait. Khalib. I was. I could say. Khalib. I know. I know. I heard. I got to get it. I got to straighten it up. And by the way, uh, somebody who would know Nobody, told I'm not me. Forget that, uh, Mike. Somebody that who would know told me the money that will be covered in the refi is for yes. the Bears stadium renovation back in two thousand. Oh. The White Sox ballpark, if the Bears hadn't done a bad deal back then, would have already been paid off completely. Zero debt. All right, Mike. We're... Also, same person, Shay, said to tell you Atlanta Battery, which Georgia and the city of Atlanta financed. Yeah. The Atlanta Battery, where they put the new Brave Stadium, which the other one was only like, like 20, 20 years, years old. Yeah, 20 years old, yeah. Atlanta Battery last year drew more people than Epcot. Ten point three million, and the Braves only drew three point two of that. It's been a slam dunk success for the city of Atlanta. Has it matched the investment on the build? I, I don't have any of the numbers. The probably the answer's not. No. Yeah, I mean, it, the, it's no. Every time these stadiums get built, the investment that comes back on whatever incremental tax revenue you want to sell me at a restaurant or whatever incremental tax well, revenue you want to sell on tickets. Seven million more people than the baseball team. Sounds to me like it might be a pretty good deal down there. Yeah, they, they moved out of the old neighborhood that the from the original Turner Field. Turner Field. Yeah, and they moved out of that neighborhood. So twenty years later, because we thought at the time you're building a new stadium after twenty years, right? They yeah. moved out of that neighborhood. You know what? Good for Marietta, because it ain't Atlanta that's reaping the benefits either. That is correct, sir. Hello, Cobb County. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. Our phone number. More of your phone calls coming up. Also. I have now the chief reason, the number one reason why David Kaplan is not going back into coaching. We find, we'll talk about that coming up next. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Khalid. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Time for the headlines, Jonathan Hood. And the headlines are that the All-Star Game, thank you, the All-Star Game was the highest-scoring All-Star game in NBA history, 397 points. Crazy for people like Shane Norling, who bet the over. Easy winner, 100 points scored in the first quarter. Bears legend, Hall of Fame inductee Steve McMichael's family said he is recovering well after receiving a blood transfusion at a South Suburban hospital this weekend as a result of contracting MRSA. Blackhawks picked up their first win in nine games over the weekend, and Connor Bedard's return to the ice after a jaw fracture. Bedard tallied a goal and an assist in a 3-2 win over the Ottawa Senators. Bulls off until Thursday during the All-Star break, and Northwestern staved off a late rally from the Indiana Hoosiers, won 76-72 in Bloomington. They're now 18-8 on the season. Jay Moore! If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. 
Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube, youtube.com. Look for ESPN Chicago on YouTube. Also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. And of course, the podcast as well. Look for Cap and Jay Hood wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. It's a lot of other Chicago sports fans probably in your circle. Share the podcast with them. Let them know Cap and Jay Hood is on weekday morning, 7 to 10. Come to find out, Cap, that I found your, can we use the term inner uh, spirit animal? I think, can we use that term? My spirit animal? Yes. My spirit animal is a shark, but you can, I channel my inner Rick Pitino if I went back to coaching. So, listening to Rick Pitino, who is now the St. John's coach, he's been there for a little bit here. You know, as you well know, it's a long college basketball season. There's ebbs and flows. There's ups and downs in every season. I don't care how bad you are. There's always ups and downs. Rick Pitino, when he came back into coaching, same Rick Pitino that told Mike Greenberg, like, I'm never going back to coaching, never going back. When he's trying to sell his book, he's like, I'm never going back to coaching. So he ends up with a St. John's job. And you and I both thought at the time, it's a good spot. New York guy. And he came from Iona. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. just kind of knew, right? Yep. You knew, Cap. Like, he's going to stay in coaching as long as, he's, as long as the phone rings, you keep coaching. That's what I say. The phone keeps ringing. You t- pick up the phone. How much are you offering? Yeah, I'll be there. When the phone stops ringing, that's when you go to TV. That's it. <laughs> or radio, right? That's it. So, so, Cap, here's Rick Pitino. And it's been an up and down season for St. John's. But Pitino got to his breaking point. We even heard a coach like this all season. And by the way, you and I both know coaches that could be able to go off on a team based on how they played. Mm-hmm. Believe me, you know I know. So some thoughts here from Rick Pitino after another tough game for St. John's. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. It's been that way the year. But we came out in the second half, and we knew they would come after us, but you have to move the ball, and we just took four minutes of rush shots. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. I was thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. uh, Just try to get as many wins as you possibly can. This is after a 68-62 loss against Seton Hall at home for St. John's. Cap. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what Cap would be like today, coaching. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Patino just taking a sledgehammer to his team. Oh, my God. Crushed him. <laughs> Your thoughts, sir, as a coach. That's you today. Because I'm just being honest. That's what you'd do, Cap. You would do that. You would get to a breaking point. And by the way, you wouldn't say that at 14 and 12. But if you were losing your ass... Yeah, you would come to a breaking point because that's who you are. But you, I don't think you should say it in the way he did to the media. You want to go into the arena for practice? Nobody else is there. Close practice. 
and go off, have at it, brother. Because I respect that. He's ready to get back to that bar top. He's got a hotel room booked. <laughs> yeah, he's moved from putting women on a bar top. He's got them rooms now. Oh, on, my on, God. On the stove now. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it's here. He can contribute to the hotel tax. But I, I think you can absolutely go off on your team. Not like he did to the media. You can't. Cap. You can't do that. That's easy for you to say, but you're volatile too. We go back to the old Cap. Cap would have done that. Take that. Yeah, I I remember one of our players. I had gotten in touch with him. This is years later. He's like, do you remember making me run till I threw up in the wrestling room doing up-downs? Yep. At 4.30 in the morning. And I sat there with my... I got picked up... I'll never forget it. I picked up breakfast at McDonald's. Yep. And I sat there on a chair eating breakfast while I made him run because I caught him in the bars the night before. And I said, dude, you were warned. Stay out of the freaking bars during the season. You didn't want to listen? See you at four thirty in the morning. And he ran and ran till there went last night's festivities. The good Lord blessed you with that size. You're doing nothing with it. Six eleven. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what I said to him. You got touched with a golden beam of light from the good Lord, making you six eleven and you're actually reasonably athletic. And you don't give a good blankety blank. We are so non-athletic. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just sitting back with the mic, just just letting it all out. He's frustrated. He's frustrated. And believe me, Cap, he's told his team, "You've been in the closed practices. I've been in closed practices." He said it, but the the message is not getting through. So you know what? I'm going to tell the media. You know what? It's not, and by the way, that dog won't hunt. That's not going to get better this year. No, because no, there's a difference when you rip your team for playing uninspired, when you rip them for being lazy, when you, you're not getting all you can out of your... He says, we got no ability. You can't fix that. You get out of there, Silver. Always chiming in. No one asked you. How about that, Shay? We are so non-athletic. That we can't guard anybody without fouling. Oh, God. <laughs> My favorite oh God. was, do we have bleepy facilities? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it what? was unbelievable. Do you I hear didn't that? I didn't even hear that line. No, no. He's, he's ripped the facilities. He ripped St. John's. But anyway. <laughs> God damn it, Smokey. No oh, God. Get out of there, Smokey. <laughs> this is not even your sport. Never mind. Smokey Robinson. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling it's been that way the year but we came out in the second half and we knew they would come after us but you have to move the ball and we just took four minutes of rush shots i think they're unathletic i don't think they move well laterally i don't think they're going to pick it up in next week <laughs> That's um, i think they're slow laterally i mean sean conway gives you everything he can He's slow laterally. Yeah. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics when we lost, Celtics. I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had <laughs> since I've been coaching. You have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. 
they hear but they don't listen. It, it's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. I was thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even oh, thinking God. of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. Fin- uh, just try to get as many wins as you possibly can. Cap. Hey. Now, again, the other side of it is you recruited those players. You did. This is not one of these things where you just jumped in the job and you got bad players from the previous regime. Is this his first year there? No, no. This is second, yeah, right? Yeah, this is his these are his players. Right. It's not like he took over someone else's roster. He's he, seventy one. He'll be seventy two before next season, September eighteenth. See, that's you. Old and comfortable. I don't care if you fire me. Fire me. What are you gonna do? You gonna do better than Rick Patino? Go ahead. Fire oh, no. me. This is his first year. Second year, isn't it? No. First year. I thought first. Richard Patino was head coach at Iona through 23. Oh. Yeah. Well, a lot of these guys are not his players then. <laughs> no, they are. It was 11 scholarship transfers. There is. He built it. 11 out of 12 is, is, is his players? He added 11 scholarship players, yeah. My bad. That's a, wow. That's a fine. Holy cow. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be Patino and Belichick doing a yeah, podcast together. It's his first year. <laughs> you let me tell you, Bill. You know, let me tell you, Reggie Lewis is now walking to that door. Wow. <laughs> Larry Bird's now walking to that door. Yeah, but he, he is. He's old and gray. How many games? This guy's got to won how many games? A f- ton. So he's won. Uh, Total games in his career, 725 wins. So, folks, if you wonder if Cap's going back to coaching, that's why he won't. Because Never. if he loses like that, that's what Cap would do. No question. You'd be at a breaking point. That's amazing. Again, his players. Take that. Take that. <laughs> the Cap and Jay Hood Enjoy those paychecks, coach. Yeah, no question. Yeah. But he's pissed. What are you going to do, fire him after that? Yeah, fire It's Rick Patino. Correct. Huh. I'll get you in the tournament and you, still rip you. You remember what the priest said when they hired him? Father, uh, there's a lot of transgressions in Coach Patino's past. Any hesitancy in hiring him? Any hesitation? It's time to win. That's what the father said. Kappa J. Hood Cut of the Day next on Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Cap and J. Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the Captain J Hood Cut of the Day. It's brought to you by David Flom and Matt Moore, Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It is on LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River. It is simply awesome. For whatever occasion, great lunches, incredible dinners. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! And if you're 60 or older, you should be able to get up to a standing position, sit back down, get up again uh, 12 to 15 times in 30 seconds. Less than age 60, 17 times. I did 25 in 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I don't. that was not a contest for you at all. No. I, I, I said before, I, I said, you know, this is you just working out because it'd be easy to get in and out of the chair in 30 seconds. Now, listen, I tried it, you know, after you were done. 
you know, I sat there, got up one time, sat down, and fell asleep. <laughs> so that's a problem. So yeah. it was super cool. So it's good test. It's in the New York Times. Everyone should take it. And that's all, folks. The Captain J Hood cut of the day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse Mondays Burger Day. Get yourself the burger. It's amazing. Again, on LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River. Cap today is President's Day. That's correct. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. <laughs> Dude, get out of here with that. Wow. Get out of here, Berman. We didn't say Lincoln. Never mind. It's President's Day. Yes, it's President's Day. No mail today, correct? That's the hope. And no banking today. That is the hope. There you go. At least on the mail side of things. Yeah, I mean, more magazines can you stuff in a uh, mailbox flap. That's the that's always the uh, the thing in my house. Can you get five magazines today? How about seven or eight? Just sticking out of the flap. Pardon the expression. Today also is National Lash Day. You know the one thing about lashes, Cap, is like I've never seen a woman and said, "Boy, those eyelashes—they're unbelievable." Oh, those kind of lashes. Which ones? What are you thinking about? <laughs> With the whip. That's a lash. That's what I was thinking. Like when you go bull riding. Uh huh. Yeah. Get the lasso going. Uh huh. Yeah. Got him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've seen movies like that. Yes, absolutely. Oh Set in the 1800s, usually, but nonetheless. Thank Coach, you for- Coach Knight was big with the bull whip. Remember that? Oh, no. Do no bleep, he was big with do the bull Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. His players bought it for him as a gift. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wonder why that was, Cap. Go ahead. And then didn't they give it to Herb Brooks, the U.S. hockey team? Hmm. Gave him one. Hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That was great. Yeah. The bullwhip for, for Knight. I think he was very comfortable with that, wasn't he? I don't know. Depending on his recruiting. Um, so I would say the National Lash Day. I've never looked at a woman and said, oh, boy, those lashes are great. But they hmm. are just like mud flaps now, these lashes. You don't need that. Women are, are just beautiful as is. Mm-hmm. I know that there's an accoutrement. It's a little something extra, putting on the extra eyelashes. It's good. You yeah. don't need it. I don't think my wife's ever done that. I don't Not think. either. But you see it, though, right? Yeah. They're like, they're like headlamps when they blink. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the blinkers, the flashers. You've seen this, Jay Moore, right? You don't need it. Oh, it's terrible. It is. You don't need that. I mean, you already have eyeliner. You have the makeup if you want to put makeup on, but you don't need every time that you blink. It's like a, a cheap motel. It's like oh. an upside down bang <laughs> on your eye. <laughs> That's right. Why? You don't need it. You're beautiful as is. If I have, if I put on these six inches of eyelashes, I'm going to be even more beautiful. No, no one needs you to blink like an old cheap motel. <laughs> vacancy, no vacancy. Vacancy, no vacancy. You don't need that. National Lash Day. Weird. Pass. <laughs> we thank you for Pass. listening and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood here on ESPN 1000. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. How about we do a show tomorrow at 7 o'clock? That sounds like a plan, man. We can talk. Still can't believe they didn't trade Connor Bedard for a haul. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.